Season two. What's up? What's up? Here, Ooh, it, here it's it is. A new voice. A new voice on the podcast. Ooh, that's a new voice. <coughs> Ooh, that's a new voice. Who could it be? Ooh wee. Hmm. I'll give you three guesses. Michael Jackson. Nope. Biggie mm. Smalls. Okay. Two Closer. black people. They're both Abraham, black. Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> okay. Not black. But um, they're good for blacks. Okay. Some. Sometimes. Santonio some. Hill. Santonio Hill. Woo! Give it up for Santonio Hill in the building. Yes, sir. There yes, it sir. is. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, so, Turn Santonio was a. Um, I don't. I don't have to tell him who you are. You want to tell him who you are? Yeah, I'm saying. Tell him why you're on the show. I'm on the show because I'm on the recruitment team now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. Um. And I like how they just stop clapping for us. Like once they see we're getting back in it, they they stop. Yeah, it's it's a live audience. Yeah, they're recording from a live audience. So. Anyway, so you're on the recruitment team. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm on you the were team. once a uh, missionary. missionary. Yep. For that, ground you Pittsburgh. worked in the uh, Archdiocese of Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. Did doing, a little bit of that work. That was do, fun. Doing urban urban outreach urban for the outreach. office of youth and young adult. He was also a focused missionary. Okay. Did focus for Let's a few years. Not talk about that. Um, All right, moving on. Well, <laughs> he was a teacher. Taught. Taught. <laughs> I don't know why they thought that was so. Fun. The, the the disrespect, the and disrespect. also fun fact, he was a seminarian. Oh, yep, you'll hear that in my story coming uh, up. A little, yeah. little bit Soon. of everything. And so too. yeah, so he's back with us. Is uh, a nice voice, and like we're all three, three homies, right? We yes. were thinking about changing the podcast name to Three Homies, right? No, that's not a fact. I, th- I, I thought, thought it was going to be Vaga Boys or Vaga, Vaga Boys. Yeah. yeah, Vaga Homies. Vaga Homies. Vaga. Yeah, but Vaga Boys is better. Vagabond. That's where it's at. Yeah. Well, there's there's already a podcast called Vagaboys. That's why we're not doing it. Is there really? No. I, oh, I bet okay. there. Is. I bet there is, dude. Probably. Uh, anyway, so you might be like, well, how come this isn't the slick format it was last? Stories from the street. Stories from the streets the with the beat. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we're changing up. You know, we we uh, we've heard it's the re- re- remix. We've heard the the people's cries. Kind of like the Lord, how we heard the people's mm, cries. And, humble. And we respond like the Lord. Right. Yes, indeed. Um, and so uh, we decided we're going to have this uh, time. We are going to tell some stories. Right. But we're also going to have some uh, some friendly chit-chat. I'd say girl gab, but we're not girls. So gab. We are not girls. We well, will be gabbing. Round table talk. Man gab. How about that? Man gab. Man gab. Man table gab. T- I like table talk. Boy, I like talk. boy gab. Boy gab. Barbershop talk. It's the barbershop talk. There we go. Talk. Hey, yeah. hey. All get right. your line up. Get faded. Not yeah. get faded. Get your... Okay. I like boy gab, but uh, regardless, uh, <clears throat> we're going to be... Speaking of the barbershop. Speaking of it. The, your uh, your beard. Remember when you didn't have a beard? Yes. Ooh. Remember yeah, we talked yeah. about that? We were talking Tough. about the soul Oof. patch and the some of the... Uh, yeah. That, that was. That was a long time ago. <laughs> some of the different hairstyles you've had over the years. Know, I don't like to think about those days, but... Yeah. I remember when you didn't have a beard. Tough yeah. look. All three of us have beards. Beard gab. Beard mm. gab. Bearded gab. Bearded gab Bearded boys. ballers. Yeah. There's some ballers in here. You man. could what see you all of my chins no? when I didn't Is have a beard. The... What? <laughs> Bearded ballers. Oh, they thought it was funny. That... No, maybe not. No. Okay. They were laughing at what I said. I said, when I didn't have a beard, you could see all of my chins. Mm. I only see one. 
Well, now because I have a beard. Yeah, it's strong though. Yeah, it's strong. It's a strong. It chin. is a strong beard. It's a Viking beard. Got that jawline. Yeah, I like that. Anyway, uh, so anyway, yeah, like uh, thank you for joining us again for another season. Uh, we got some great guests lined up. Um, we got some great stories to tell, and uh, yeah, we're excited that you're with us. If you got any ideas, or if you think the podcast sucks now, please let us know. Um, leave comments below. I would prefer if you didn't let me know if you thought the podcast sucked. <laughs> I would like to be lied to. Yeah, and you could just fake. tell me. It's great. Yeah. Keep it fake. Yeah, just tell us it's amazing. Okay. I have a um, I have a sensitive uh, ego. No, that's not the, like the right saying, but fragile. My ego fragile. is fragile. Fragile man. Yeah. Fragile yeah. man. Yeah. Fragile. Fragile man talk. Mm, okay. We're getting a lot of good ideas. Today. Vulnerability. Yeah. There's a lot of good. A lot of good ideas. So, uh, anyway, uh, what do you guys want to talk about today? First, first, uh, the inaugural show of season two. Season two. Uh, I thought we would talk about um, just. I know we've we heard a little bit about it. Oh, you were gonna, <laughs> you gonna hit me with the sound effect? Well, uh, not it's yet. It's not. It's a real crowd. It's, it's a real, real crowd, bro. Yeah, right. Yeah. Let's hear you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> They're laughing. Oh, they... <laughs> All right. Oh. Yeah. Um, I know we've heard a little bit. You know, in season one, we heard the story about the lamp. Uh, but yeah just to hear your story bob of like what was the genesis of vagabond like what what did you see or what did you see was lacking to Mm -hmm. like want to start vagabond mission Hmm. yeah well uh you know i i guess at first i didn't notice you know it was uh it was more of a like we got kind of suckered into it. I um, I don't think I in season one I mentioned, but you know, me and my wife kind of uh, you know, like that scripture, "You duped me, Lord, and I let myself be duped." Mm-hmm. Have you ever used that word, duped? All the time. Du- Can't say. Dupe, 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 dupe. Yeah. Anyway, duped. We gonna have to pay royalties for that. <laughs> no, dude, no one listens to this podcast. Is that TLC? Yeah. Don't no, tell. not TLC. Excuse me. Salt and Pepper. <clears throat> right? Well, you don't know. I don't know. That was before my time. Um, I just yeah, know the yeah. song. It's one of the two. Don't tell either of them. Um, but anyway, I, I let myself be duped by the Lord because I just wanted to have a parish youth group that was like Bob Rice's. And uh, that's where I had I had like interviewed in New York. Well, you know, because you're from there. Mm-hmm. And his parish, thirty minutes away, was was just peaceful and joyful and wonderful, and everyone skipped around. They were pretty and uh, did hand motions at mass, and it was just like so beautifully cheesy that uh, I was like, "Man, I want one of those." And uh, <laughs> and then we got to to you know our parish, and it was uh, I, at first I thought it was horrible because it was just like, man, it was a train wreck and. There, first, there were no kids, and then there were lots of kids, and the kids, you know, wanted to fight each other and smoke weed all the time. And I, you know, I just I hated my life. But there came a point where, you know, and it happened when, when I started falling in love with, um, you know, these these kids and who they are, that I started becoming frustrated with the church in the sense that thinking like, man, why aren't there more churches that are doing this? Because I, I'd called Life Teen or I called you know, just some different ministry outlets that I had partnerships with at the time. And it didn't seem like anyone was doing much for inner city kids. And those that were like, 
you know, they weren't, there was definitely no network, you know, once in a while there'd be someone. So anyway, as far as what I saw or didn't see, I mean, I just, I saw like, it felt like there was a vacuum at this place in the church. And John Paul II has this quote that I love that says, if the church holds back from culture, the gospel falls silent. Do you like that? Yeah, that was dramatic. Mm. Oh, they like that. that. Was, they mm. a round of applause Ooh, from yes, our live sir. studio. They liked it. They liked it. Absolutely. Right. Wasn't uh, it like you, I, maybe this was a made up number. But weren't you? Didn't you say like when you started, there was like maybe like five parishes in the U.S. that had like that were in inner cities that had any kind of youth ministry program? <clears throat> well, it was like in so that was late '90s or 2000, um, and at the time it was like 25 percent of parishes uh, like had youth ministry at all, you know, um, so. Then you go to like inner city youth ministry. It was it was just basically non-existent. Mm-hmm. I tried tried to like, you know, uh, do my own mm-hmm. little research and polls. I mean, it was just a handful of, you know, just people working on a shoestring budget, kind of trying to figure out what to do. And it was like the the three reasons I found that like people it wasn't happening is like one, those churches don't have resources like the, the mm. even even if there are some people like oh yeah I want to do this is this matters we want to make a difference in our neighborhood or something they're just most of those areas don't have the resources and then the other two big things is uh, like even if there was resources a lot of times they just didn't know where to start um, and then last it's like a youth minister you know like someone like I came out of college with a theology degree and uh, I was like man I. I want to do youth ministry, but you know, if like you could have, like before I got there and fell in love with inner city kids, you could have said, all right, wh- which one? And I would have been like, well, I'll go to the one that pays more and that's easier right. and just seems like it's going to be a, a, you know, simpler dilly. No, I'm I, I don't think every person is called to do inner city ministry. I don't, I don't like, you know, and I, I think that's a temptation once you start doing, you know, like I've, like, here's an example. I don't know if this is a bad example, but I've had a few friends that, you know, like, realized, man, I'm an alcoholic. Alcoholic. Is that alcoholic? Alcoholic. Mm-hmm. They start going to Alcoholics Anonymous, you know? And um, and then I've also had a few friends, like, where all of a sudden they're like, everyone's an alcoholic. You know, like, they're just mad that, like, everyone is an alcoholic. And I'm not saying, like, that's a fault of Alcoholics Anonymous or anything like that, but I do think... The missionary stuff, it, it's kind of similar. Like you, you go in there, like your heart's engaged, you're you're righteously angry about like, man, the church needs to be doing, you know. And then all of a sudden, you're kind of like, you should be doing, you know, you should, you know. And what you know, what I've come to realize is, yes, everyone needs to be evangelizing. Everyone needs to be radically responding to Jesus' call in their life. But th- does that mean everyone has to do inner city ministry? Like, no, you know. Hmm. Uh, so. I don't think that everyone, you know, like that's everyone's calling. I'm always thankful, you know, like when I have people that'll be like, oh, you know, what you did or what you do is so amazing. I always just kind of like, well, I'm just kind of glad that God had something for me to do because I, I, don't, I don't know what the hell I'd, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I just feel like there's, there's a lot of things I like, but there's only a few things I think I'm really good at. And I, I really I think I was good at inner city ministry because it's weird and because it's nuanced and because it's messy and because it's so like, uh, 
I, I don't know what the word is, but like, you know, just kind of like I'm a shoot from the hip, passionate guy. And uh, so I feel like that the inner city ministry thing was more of a gift to me almost than, you know, like anything I could have done. Uh, I just feel like it was a real blessing in my life. Dang. Yeah, I could yeah. definitely resonate with that. I feel like I t- I've been telling people <clears throat> a lot lately when we've been traveling. And I'm like, I just feel like this is what God like has created me for, like was vagabond. So very grateful the mission yeah just like when people yeah say what you do is whatever whatever and it's like well i don't really have any other choice this is like what mm-hmm. i was created for so yeah man so um what was like that next step after like realizing that okay i think god is calling me to doing this inner city ministry <clears throat> yeah i mean so the first thing i think was for us personally was to decide as a couple like we're in um, because there does come a, a for all of us, like a, a point, I think in our walk with God, where like a line is drawn in the sand. It's like, what are you going to do? Like you, you a man or a mouse, you know? Mm. Um, and, uh, so I, I, I think for us that, that kind of happened as a couple when we were in New York. Um, but I mean, it, 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 it could happen all the time. Uh, you, you know, like I, I think that <coughs> the hardest thing, for us, um, as and, and this is this is a whole other topic, but like discerning as a couple or as a family, as opposed to just discerning by yourself, you know, it's it looks so different, you know, because as just a young, <clears throat> I, I got married, I was just turned twenty two, you know, as a twenty two year old guy, like you know, if I was me by myself, I'd be like, oh, I can't do it. It's just. I'll move into a van. I don't care. I'll go down there and, you know, uh, work with the homeless on the beach or, you know, I, I I wouldn't worry too much because it's just me. But then like, once you add, you know, your wife, well, there's like another layer of like, Oh geez, I don't want to screw this up. And then, you know, we started having kids, you know, four minutes after we were married and it just (laughs) felt like shotgun wedding. (laughs) Might might as well have been. Um, but it, it just, it just felt like there was, uh, you know, there was a lot at stake. And so I think the the first big step for us was just like, this is what we want. Like, we want to do this. This is a scarring experience with, with God, like where we feel really called to this. And we wanted to commit to that. And, uh, <clears throat> and so we, we thought we, you know, we, we ended up, you know, kind of moving a little bit, uh, after being in New York for, uh, four years. And, uh, we were trying to still, continue um going deeper into the idea of um you know youth ministry in the catholic church in in america uh in in the inner city uh and for us we we realized that the only way that we were really going to be able to go with the speed we wanted and with the 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 grit and the the messiness that like it took was to do it through a, a nonprofit and not through the church. And so that was weird too, like just deciding like, Oh, we want to work for the church, but it's outside the walls of the church. I mean, it's a, it's a cool idea, you know, just this whole idea of um, working for the team outside the team practice, you know, like yeah. it's, it's like, yeah. a, it's a weird. So, um, so that, for us opened all kinds of doors once we started going to the nonprofit world. It was, it was also, I think there was, it was a little surprising because, you know, you just like, well, this will, we'll be able to sidestep red tape or, you know, things that are annoying or boring or whatever, but you don't, you know, it's just, Mm -hmm. you know, it's different types of red tape and now you have to raise 
every penny of money, you know, that you, you, it takes to, you know, and, and now I have to hire everyone and now I have to convince, you know, it's not just enough like that we're weird and wanting to do this. Now you got to convince like, Hey, you come do this with us. And it's just, there, there's just a lot there. It's a, it's a lot of momentum to create from, from nothing. Before uh, you go on to your next yeah. point, I, I was just thinking about how, like, how much of a risk, like, you were taking, you know, by, like, answering this call. It's like uncharted territory mm. for the Catholic Church. Mm. I think other denominations may have been killing it for a long time doing street ministry or street evangelization. But, like, for Catholics, it's, like, such uncharted territory. <laughs> and so to to be able to, like, I don't know, sometimes I think about, like, stories in the Bible. Like, mm. I think about Noah God told him to build a, an ark in the middle of, like, a drought. And it's like, what are you, what are you doing? You know, like, you look crazy. Or, like, um, like St. Joseph, like, when he had no idea how he was going to provide for his family when he got the, the message from the angel and said, like, hey, all the children between the ages of zero and two are about to get slaughtered by King Herod. You got to get up out of here. You got to, like, save the savior of the universe and Our Lady, you know, and, like, he had no clue how he was going to mm. provide and, like, be able to, like, have a have a secure home for mm-hmm. you know, his wife who just gave birth. You know, she's postpartum, going through everything, and then brand-new baby, you know what I mean? So it was just, like, this uncharted territory of, like, what a risk it is to, like, be able to answer that call. But, I mean, clearly where you were at was in a a spot where God wanted you to be. Mm. And so I just think that's so cool. Yeah, no, it really is. Like when you put it that way, I think it really is exciting to uh, to think, man, it's crazy that. <clears throat> I mean, even just the idea. I mean, so many nonprofits, you know, like spring up and immediately within the first year, like close shop, you know, like. Mm-hmm. And I definitely had no, uh, you know. So for I'm, I'm guessing that we you know a lot of the people that would listen to this would be longtime lovers of uh, you know, vagabond missions, you know. But if you're new, you know, we used to be, back in the day when we first started, it was called Dirty Vagabond for, I don't know, for a while, right? For over 10 years. Yeah. Um, it was called Dirty Vagabond Ministries. And uh, at first, when we when we named it that, I, I actually wanted to name it Dirty, Dirty Vagabond Ministries because I, I just thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was so funny, you know, like, and I just, and like, I guess there was like a part of me inside that was just like, well, we got to have some kind of name to like operate, but you know, I just was, I just couldn't imagine that it was going to be around for a long time or that there'd be a bunch of people working for it. I felt like it was, it was some way for like Kate and I to like do this and to like be on some registry so you can, you know, um, be, you know, a, uh, a, you know, independent contractor or whatever with the church, you know, so like, uh, but I just didn't think it would ever be around this long. You know, it was like, uh, who cares if it's dirty, dirty vagabond? It's hilarious. You know, like, um, it's just this idea that, I mean, the whole the whole idea of vagabond, you know, in general, is just the idea that we as missionaries, that's who we want to be, you know, and we want to get our hands dirty and we want to be, you know, in it, like in the in the in the dirt, smelling like the sheep, you know, like like Pope Francis says. But uh, reckless and irreputable, right? Does he used to say that all the time? I don't know. I I, I didn't ever say that. that. Sounds awesome. <laughs> well, that's what I used to claim say. it. There you go. Yeah, bro. Maybe you start saying it. Yeah, I did. I did. I always would say that when I first started. I was like, we're reckless and irreputable. Yeah, we're vagabonds. Yeah, I like we're that. dirty vagabonds. Yeah, I mean that's that's a vagabond. No reputation, no home. You know, 
Reckless, yeah, I like all that. I know I didn't graduate from college, but I know what a right, bag bun is. pretty good, man. Stay dangerous. <laughs> I woke up feeling dangerous. <laughs> um, but the other thing, man, just just to like kind of you know speak to what you're saying about like the the church and uncharted territory, like, and this was this was a frustration is feeling like on, on some levels in in the modern church, yes, it's uncharted territory, but. The Catholic Church has always been like a champion, if not the champion of the poor. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like hospitals, schools, like there's so many systems in the United States, charitable systems that were started only because the Catholic Church gave a crap, you know, like, and so it's it's tough to be like, yeah, so this is, you know, e- even like, I remember, I mean, this is, I'm in my early 40s, but like when I was a, a kid, uh, I remember, uh, like, going to my friend's uh, Protestant church, and, and they were a really cool church, but they were, like, like shushing the, the whole idea of, like, works, you know, like, we don't, we don't mm-hmm. do works. You know? And now, like, if you look at popular Christian magazines or youth ministry magazines or even, even popular, like, um, post-secondary school, like, college um Christian college, uh, like brochures and stuff. That's like their thing. They're like, we put our money where our mouth is, you know, we, Mm -hmm. we go to the poor, you know? And so it's like, in a lot of ways, I know that's like how it's kind of swung. Um, because it seems like, oh, well, you know, like we, um, or, or like if you're conservative, you don't like social justice is a no, no. Or if you're like into like the, the, you know, the, the church and the mass and that kind of thing. It's like, it, it does sometimes seem like, Hey, no, no, no. It's important to just kind of face inward, but that's, I mean, that's never been the posture of the church, Mm -hmm. you know, like, and so I, I I do think it's fallen in the, in the footsteps of, you know, great missionary saints of the church. And, uh, but it's just, we, we need to remember like, this is what we do and what we do when we do serve the poor, um, besides just give them stuff, you know, is, is that we share the encounter of the Lord together, you know, like, and that's the greatest thing we can give. So, mm. um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there was a lot at stake and, and yeah, there was, you know, some things were new there, but in other, in other ways, you know, we, we were a young family, we, we, you know, it wasn't like we had established ourselves as anything, you know? So like there, it was just kind of the right time, the right place, God, you know, like hitting us hard, you know, at the right time. And, uh, yeah. God's timing's perfect. God's timing's perfect. That's what has been, uh, like the coolest or the most surprising thing, like over, you know, we've what started in 2007. So, so 14 years we've been like operating. What's been, like, <clears throat> like the growth or like, yeah, I don't know, just what, when you like look back to when we started and where we're at now, what's like one or two things that make you go like, Dang. Um, I mean, there's a couple things. I mean, one, you know, like the sheer number of staff, you know, we're at that like all staff thing. And I think at that there were some, there were some couples and even kids, like a hundred people. But I, I don't know, and staff is like 60, 70 people right now. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's insane to me. You know, like just, I remember, uh, you know, you were at the, that diner, you know, but when, uh, you know, like I had asked you and a couple other guys, like me, me at a, a diner in Philadelphia, and just told you about this idea uh, for for Vagabond, and uh, just was like, "Who wants to do it?" You know, and uh, 
thankfully, you know, like you you said, me, you know, you were the first one to be like, yeah, I'll do it. And, I think uh, I was the only one in that group. <laughs> <laughs> but eventually, a couple of them couple came of them around. Came, yeah, came around. Um, you know, and uh, so to think from like, yeah, one person would like, be like, yeah, Mark's crazy enough to do it. You know, like to thinking now there's just, there's been, you know, I don't know if hundreds or what, you know, but there's been a lot of missionaries that have come through. There's been a lot of families that, that have given themselves and not just, you know, me and Kate anymore. There's just tons of families that are doing it. So that's, that's one thing. The, the other thing, like I remember the first year um, sending out handwritten letters trying to raise $6,000. There, there was something we wanted to, there was a certain reason that was the number, but, you know, and now, you know, we have to raise millions of dollars, you know, in order to just stay afloat every year, you know, and that, that's wild to me, you know, to just think like, man, God has been anointing this and, uh, and just to see like how it's great. You know, we always were like, man, this, this could be in every city, like not just big city, you know, like there's, there's a part of everyone's city is like, man, this, this part needs help. This is the part that no one likes to go to. This is the part that's scary or Mm -hmm. the part that's whatever. And, uh, so you, you've always, like, I feel like I've always been aware of, like, oh, geez, there's, there's a lot of need. But it's, it's wild to see how it's, it's like, especially, in, you know, in the last, you know, four or five years, like, what God's been doing. It's, it's, that's been pretty crazy to me how, how far it's grown. You know, but, but I think the, I, I mean, from, from the beginning, I, uh, I knew, you know, you, you saw a dramatic conversion. And I, I think so that part of it's not surprising, just even though there's been some really dramatic conversions among young people, I think the most surprising thing to me has been the the missionaries, just that we continue to have people that are like, man, these people are so cool. They can have a job anywhere. They could be doing, making a lot of money or being really successful or whatever, and they're doing this. Like that, that to me is just so crazy, uh, and it gets me so excited. I'm not even like where you are in – your life. I'm not even the founder of Vagabond, none of that. But like, if I can just answer this question, what, what do I think is so cool? I would say that, and this is what I tell people as well when I'm out chatting with people about Vagabond, is that like in the 14 years of existence, there's been like over 130 kids, teens that like that have come into the church, like all the sacraments of initiation, and that's just to me, it's just mind blowing, you know, because. Like you were saying earlier, a lot of times people are just a little afraid. Like you, I'm glad you clarified that up for me too. Like the church has been known to be like evangelistic. That's how it started, the whole nine. Um, but in like recent years, you know, it's been a little bit more. Let's just stay out in the suburbs. It's a little safer, whatnot. You know, um, but the same need is is in the suburbs. Is probably even more so in the, in the inner city. You know, and like to see to be able to see like God work in ways that like. There's like you see a situation. It's like there's no way I'm gonna be able to affect this kid, you know. Like he cussed me out within the first two seconds of just saying like, "Hey, how you doing? Can I play play in a game of one on one?" He's like, "No, get the god." It's like, oh, all right, all right. We gonna come back to that one, you know. And it's, and so like to be able to see this kid like, wow, now he's walking through the church doors, getting hands laid yeah, on, yeah, you know, yeah. not buying the fight, not those kind of laying on hands, but like laying on hands, but like a bishop is like, Jesus is just. You know, it's a it's an amazing uh, just like growth of just of of persons, you know, in, in the coming in the church, you know. And so like, um, yeah, I one of the quotes that y'all usually say is like, the lows are really low, but the highs are like really really high when it comes to this inner city ministry work. And so I would that's 
That's something I think is really cool. I know this is your time, Bob. This is your no, story, no, no, bro. That's I, I, I totally resonate with what you're saying. I just love it. Like yeah. the first day, the first day I was um, came here yeah, to Pittsburgh, come on a job. There was a kid to that was being confirmed, and I'm like, oh, I gotta go check this out. Didn't even know this kid, Caden. Shout yeah, out to Caden. Yeah. Dude, I just started bawling in the back of the church. I'm like, oh man, I can't wait, you know, to <laughs> like continue to see like more of this and like to see how he grows. And next thing you know, he became a missionary. Like it's just so cool, you know. It's it, it's it's amazing. So, um, no, yeah, it, it, yeah. it really is like the, to see where things start and where it goes, and not not even just with the organization, but yeah, I mean, the main thing I think is like, yeah, no, those stories with the, you know kids and seeing what God. I mean, it's just, you really think, like, man, I, I don't know. It's not like we have some rocket science thing. It's just, you know, sh- showing up. Simple. And, uh, you know, and, and God, God's been blessing us. It's just been, it's really been cool. You mentioned, like, uh, you know, you were a young family, not established. You mentioned that, you know, now there's families in, you know, Vagabond. What's it been like for you and for your family, like, raising a family and being, like, missionary or, you know, president, founder of a nonprofit? Um, it's, it's really, it's been, um, it's been cool. I, I think our fears, so in the beginning, like the fear was, I talked a little bit about this, but just, well, what's the line between radical and responsible? You know, cause they're mm. both, they're both godly things, you know, like mm. God wants us to be responsible. It's a good thing. Mm. God wants us to be radical. That's that's a good thing, and not ra- radical has like I, I feel like has a bad connotation now. It's because I, of Kanye. Well, no, no, no. I mean, even just <laughs> I mean, let's be real. I'm, I'm not gonna shave my eyebrows off anytime soon. You know, you dude, see that? You see those? Pictures? I did. I mean, he's cool with Drake now. I mean, yeah, they, you no, know, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But uh, well, no. I mean, like radical. I mean, like radicalized. You know, like when you think of like you know terrorists, like he's been radicalized, mm. but like radical in the, in the, in the good sense that like, man, we're, we're, we're called with like what the apostles did, like leaving their boats and their families and, you know, allowing themselves to be killed following Jesus. That's radical. It's not, you know, it's not simple. And so I, I don't like when people, Oh, we don't want to be radicalized or this or that. Like we, we want it to be what you were describing, you know, just living in a safe space, living, a safe, comfortable, boring life, just with the intention of avoiding all suffering, pain, y- you know, discomfort, and and that's not what the gospel. It's never been what the gospel is. So, mm-hmm. I think those lines between radical and responsible has what that was always like tough for us, and the fear was always like, well, if we, I I I didn't think that we would. Uh, I mean, I, I guess just knowing myself and my wife, uh, you know, that we would really like fall deeply in error on the, the side of responsible. I was like, if we, if we fall, we're going to fall on the side of being radical. And I mean, there, there are definitely times where we did, you know, I probably just like, um, not like so much in the ideology part, but just in the like, Oh, you know, let's give away everything that kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> but what I was worried that if we, if we fell and just, let go of the responsibility in in the name of uh, being radical that our kids would just uh, grow up angry and hate the church and hate us and hate mm. Jesus, hate the vagabond, and you just hate all that. And thankfully, not that, you know, all my kids have grown up, but, you know, some of the, the first few have, you know, my, my oldest, Kaylee, which is so cool. She's she's a missionary this year, you know, yeah. and you guys know. But um, Yes, sir. Oh, yes, they sir. like yes, it. They yeah. like it. 
They like it. Thank you, guys. Um, but, you know, that to me was like, we always laugh like, man, what if we're around long enough? Like, what if one of our kids became a missionary, you know? And uh, so it's really so wild to see that that, that ended up happening and, and just to see like her I'm so proud of what she's doing. But even just all of my kids, I could see the different ways that it affected them. You know, my, my son Toby has like a very strong sense of justice and uh you know he's he's really like motivated by um wanting to to step into um y- you know things w- when he sees someone is discriminated against mm-hmm. or he sees that the poor are you know treated in a in a certain way it really he's very motivated by that and he he's come to know God I think like in in that way and so you know having these kids over, I mean, there were just so many nights that it just, uh, I mean, Mark lives across the street and, uh, you know, it was just people at your house all the time, you know, for dinner, after dinner, playing in the yard or jumping on your trampoline or whatever. And it, it I think it just all ended up being really cool. You know I mean? Just cause it's kind of parts of it broke their heart. Parts of it gave them perspective. Parts of it, you know, I think, uh, you know, like gave them uh, like what their appetite for uh, mission, and uh, yeah. So it's it, I I really can't like speak from like it's it's not done. I'm I'm still in the midst of raising that family, but it's you know the the uh, you know the the first fruits of it has been really cool. Like it's been cool to see like how it's impacted them. And I don't think all of them are going to be missionaries, but I I do think there's there's something that's profound about growing up around you know, people that look different than you and, and growing up around and, and, and like going to the play, same school and the, the same store and, you know, as, as people who don't make the same amount of money, you know, or, or, or have, you know, the same background or what, you know, like all that stuff, like I feel like has been, has, has been really good. <coughs> like, do they, did they know that like mom and dad had a fundraise growing up or, or did they just think like, oh, we just get money from like a magical place or something like that. That's a good question. I I mean, I I don't think they really understood. I mean, I, I really don't until they're 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 probably older. Um, like what what was going on? You know, what I mean, I think they just like in their mind was like our job, you know. But I don't think they really understood like well, who pays for this job? Um, you know that that part of it. Uh, and I think we you know we tried our best to to not bring them you know obviously there's times like when we're really worried about money but there were also so many times like i mean we've just been so blessed in our life as a a missionary family that i feel like they would never know like they were in need because people have been so good to us you know Mm -hmm. like i i would say for most of our married life um i mean even still like we have had people that were like, oh, we want to pay for you going on vacation. You know, like... Dang, that's amazing. Uh, like, <laughs> Find me that person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, uh, I mean, there's one family really close to that, you know, they we go on vacation with them and they, they, they pay for our vacation. And it's like certain things like that, like may, maybe like if there were some more gaps or like one time we had all of our kids, like we were just in a two-door car and, I mean, it's a crazy story, but this this lady after church just came up and she's like we want to buy you guys a van and uh 
Like, Dang. whoa. And so we drove right then to, I mean, like, left there, drove to this uh, Toyota dealership, got at, left our car, like, in the parking lot. Okay, I had two-door... Uh, two-door uh, Corolla uh, or two-door Camry and it had like a different color hood and uh, and we just left it and she just wrote a check for $28,000 she gave it to the thing and uh, we you know so it's like things like that I feel like God you know just can't be outdone you know in his goodness and stuff so um, because of that like I feel like they never were left like um like wondering, like, man, is this going to ruin our life that we're missionaries? I think they they experience so much generosity and goodness from the church and from, you know, our donors and our, 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 our even our family, you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, I, I really, I think there's times for us that it was, like, you know, stressful or whatever. Um, but in, in general, like, God has just, God and, and, you know, through the body, through the, you know, the body of the church, just has been so good to us, you know, as a family. So so if there were, like, hypothetically a family or a person with a family out there, like, listening to this podcast, call, feeling called to mission, would you recommend, like, what would you say to them? Is it doable? Would you recommend Vagabond? If it... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, would, I, would, I wouldn't say, oh, dude, it's, it's easy, you know? Like, it's, uh, oh, yeah, piece of cake, you know? You, you'll never... You'll never be stressed, or it'll never, it'll never, uh, like touch your family, or the the hard, or you'll never make wrong choice. You know, it's like, I, I certainly don't think it's just, you know, it's a cakewalk. Um, but I do think, man, it's it's just it's the best possible way to live your marriage, your your family. I mean, it's like you're you're living the adventure of discipleship, and you know, following the Lord together i mean it's just it's, it's kind of like what you i think like if you are a catholic if you're a christian and you're like man i want my family to experience christ you know in a, in a powerful way well it's like you're taking them along for the journey and it's it's a really exciting way to raise a family just to say like oh you know we're we're going here together you know like mm-hmm. we're all we're all getting out of the boat we're all going to walk on water you know not that not just going to hope that they see me walk on water if I follow mm. the Lord out. You know, like it's like we're all getting out of the boat together. And uh, so that's, the, you know, I, I feel like, yeah, if, if it's on your heart, you know, like God will provide. It's just I've, I've seen it happen. I mean, you, you, you could probably share the same same kind of stories, Mark. You, you've been doing it with the family uh, for a long time. And uh, so, I, I, yeah, I, I think it's a possibility. I think the world will tell you, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy or it's, it's weird or, or whatever, but you know, that's just, I, I think that's fear speaking. I think that's negativity speaking. And there, there's so many times, like even just a single missionary uh, or someone who's applying says, Oh, my, my parents are really worried about this or, and, and, and I, and I, I get it. I get being worried as a parent, but it's like the same time, you know, like you, you, at at some point, like you have to decide, like, okay, what is my life going to count for? You know, it's it's not up to your parents anymore. You know, it's it's up to you. What do you want your life to count for, uh, and your marriage to count for, your family? To, you know, and and answering those questions, it's a it's a pretty big stinking deal. You know. Yeah, I think that that's uh, well put. I think uh, good place to shut her down for episode one, season two. Yes. One, one quick question. One quick yeah. question. Yeah, sure. Before we shut her down. Mm-hmm. 
you're before you before you went up before like you started hiring all these new missionaries and like staff was getting bigger and vagabond was growing and you said you know what i think i'm gonna take a step away from being a missionary on the ground i'm gonna move up and whatever within the organization and like kind of have that leadership position a little bit more do you remember your last breakout no and and the reason why is because when i when i was president um i mean my 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 brother andy the president now and i think we're gonna have him on the podcast this season but i mean he's such a better president than me because like i was all i did was i just was like a missionary and i would have to do some other like stuff that uh like administration stuff here and there meet with people or donors or whatever but i mainly just did like what all the other missions like I, I, after school i was at the the underground like we had underground every day and uh i mean i, I wasn't there like you know is as, as thick and thin mark mark's giving me the side eye you know but like i i would want to be down there i was always at breakout you know no, no, like no. I, I would help drive the bus home you know all those things like every time you know and i tuesday and wednesday night i was out of the house mm-hmm. you know for yeah. years and years and and it wasn't because i was trying to like you know put my money where my mouth is it was just i I was like, this is what, and this is weird thing. Like when you think about like how the way, like we give raises and stuff, you know, it's like, Oh, well, I'm good at being an inner city missionary. So now you'll be a manager or now you'll be a president, you know? And it's just like, well, I don't know that I'm good at being a manager or president. I, I know that I'm good with inner city kids. And that's kind of like what was, it was frustrating and it was weird. And it was something that I had to come to terms with and, you know, like allow the Lord to like stretch me a little bit. But I, you know, I, when I was president, I mean, I just, I, I would laugh and, and I think we created a fun atmosphere among the missionaries, but oh, yeah. I, I didn't know how to manage them well, for for sure. And I loved hanging out with the teens and uh, being a part of stuff with the teens. But I, I just, so like, I, I don't remember when the last, you know, like I'm, I, I know I went to breakout recently, you know, like, right. uh, so I don't remember like the last was like, Hey, I'm signing off, you know, I'm going to be up in the upstairs office now. It just, and, and that's not because I'm trying to be holy. It's just because I was, I wasn't really good at being in the upstairs office. You know, I just, uh, I I liked the other thing better, you know? (laughs) He was at breakouts and, and Bible studies because he was the only one that knew what he was doing. (laughs) (laughs) Me and Joey had no clue. So, uh, back when Good times. Oh, I won't share that story right now. Save, okay. save it for another episode. Um, you guys, thanks for for giving our new uh, season a try. It's just so much fun. You guys being being with you guys all all together. I mean, hopefully, uh, hopefully the people like us. I mean, the crowd does, right? Uh, they're laughing. <laughs> oh, they're laughing, laughing at us. Tough, right. tough to hear. <laughs> um, yeah, join us uh, every week. We'll be releasing. Uh, we got, like I said, we got lots of uh, great um, people that told us they'd be on the podcast this. Uh, Season. I don't know. We'll see if they do, if they yeah. show up, right? Like Tupac, he said he'd be Tupac, on. he promised this would be the year. Coming out of uh, Bermuda. Yeah, coming out of uh, retirement. The triangle. And, um, and uh, yeah, but we want to thank uh, all our listeners. We want to thank uh, Franciscan University, especially Bob Rice, who we dissed in the beginning. Dr. Bob Rice. Dr. Bob Rice. Soon to be Deacon Saturday, Deacon Bob Dr. Rice. Dr. Yeah. Bob Rice. Deacon Dr. Bob Rice. Um, Dr. For letting Deacon. us use the, uh, the, the George uh, podcast Studio, we want to thank Dan Bozak, the man with the golden hands down at uh, Aardvark for 
mixing and uh, making doing, us sound good, m- making us sound good, and uh, <clears throat> speak for yourselves. <laughs> Come on. Um, and if you are new to Vagabond, check us out, uh, vagabond.com uh, and uh, vagabondmissions.com. There vagabondmissions.com. We go. I was going to say that, but you got it. You got I, as I said, I was like, is that right? It's pretty simple. It's pretty slick. Um, anyway, vagabondmissions.com. Uh, check out the adventure and. Uh, and yeah, come come join us. Come uh, come see what the the adventure is all about. Until next week, peace, peace, peace.